Hey, everybody. At the end of the episode today, you are going to understand the difference between operating your business and running your business. You're going to understand the difference in the perspective, in the mindset, in the view of being an owner. And the final takeaway today is you will have options that you can literally take right now after listening to this to start to make those changes. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Business of Trucking Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Bravada. I've spent years helping entrepreneurs, executives, and salespeople grow their life and their business by creating results. And now I've got my sights set on helping truckers just like you. So if you're ready to act like an owner, not just the operator of your trucking business, and if you're also interested in increasing your own personal cash flow while creating more time and financial freedom for you and your family, the business of trucking is the place to be. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Today's episode is important because I want you to be able to align your day-to-day actions with the future of your business or your personal life, to understand the difference and how to utilize your time to focus on what we'll call blue chips versus red chips and white chips. And I'll explain that a little bit later in the episode. I want you to be able to build the skills of an owner as opposed to a driver. Now, most of you have spent your career driving your trucks, your own authority, or you own your own truck as a leased on driver, and you've been driving it for five, 10 years or more. Some of you out there are investors, and I'm going to talk directly to you because you've made that first step. Now, I want to show you how to manage it properly. And if you are still driving your truck, you will have the options to move forward right now today if you choose to. So let's start off by talking about running your business. And I'd like to back up and talk to you about when we first got started and the challenges and some of the things that we did while running the business, because a lot of you who traveled down that same path, you're going to be familiar with this. And those of you that are thinking about traveling down this path, I'm going to give you some tools. I'm going to give you some information that's going to help you take a jump start from all of those before you that had to learn as they, as they went, which a lot of us do. So we started a company as an investor. That was my entry. I did not drive trucks. My stepbrother drove trucks. And when we made the decision to get our own authority, it sounded simple. It sounded like the way to go. And I will say in the long run, yes, it was. But as any business grows, so does your expenses. As you decide to build a company, or I'll give you a different perspective a little bit later today, but as you build a company or decide to build your revenue or your cash flow, some of those expenses, in fact, most of those expenses grow internally. They have nothing to do with the truck itself. Right now, if you are operating one truck or two trucks, probably 95% of your expenses are directly related to the truck. So it's easy for you to calculate, you know, your cost per mile and how to operate your business and what that profit's going to be because you don't really have expenses outside of your unit. 
But as you grow a company or as you grow your own cash flow, you do. So I realized when we had our first truck, now I'm just an investor at this moment in time and Kevin's driving, but I realized that if we're not going to be leased on to somebody and we're going to go out and have our own operating authority, it is very important to my own investment and to my stepbrother's income. Because understand, one of the things that I think about as an owner is everybody that I employ or everybody that is contracted under me, I am directly responsible for the food that they put on their table. I'm not driving the trucks and I don't get to make those day-to-day decisions like they do, but I'm still the one at the top and I don't take a day off and I can't take a day off. So one of the things that I thought about right away was how do I keep the revenue as high as it can be? How do I maximize the day-to-day? And I realized for myself that I am not a dispatcher and I don't know how to dispatch. Now, it's not necessarily that hard, but it is. There's a lot of things that you don't think about. I mean, it's easy to take, you know, a load board and there's many of them. It's easy to build relationships with brokers because there's thousands of them. You can find one that you like. You can find 10 that you like. But knowing the lanes, staying up to date with the rates, knowing how to negotiate, That might be easy for me and for some, but for most of you, you're not salesmen. So learning how to negotiate and pull the money out of the broker as much as you can while understanding they have to make money too, right? I mean, that's business. But at the end of the day, there's more to it than just logging on and finding a load because if you send a driver somewhere or you send yourself somewhere because it's a high paying load, but maybe it's a high paying load because getting out of there is a nightmare. So you want to be strategic. You want to do that stuff. And if you're driving your own truck, if you're operating your own truck, while you are driving, you are not monitoring what is happening in the market. You are not monitoring what loads are available for you to reload once you deliver. Most of the time you're driving, you get to your destination, As you're being unloaded, you're looking for the next load, but that's a waste of time. So I realized that the first person that I needed to hire was a dispatcher. So we went out on the search. Finding a dispatcher is not easy. Finding a dispatcher to run a fleet is not easy because you have to have multiples of them. Dispatchers charge anywhere from, you know, 6 to 10% of what they generate you. There are some larger firms that might not charge necessarily that much, but they, they still charge that three to six range. And the reality is that as they're doing that, they are dispatching a hundred trucks, a thousand trucks, 500 trucks. You are not the focus. You are one of the focuses, but you are not the focus. And for me in my business, It was very important for me to know that when I hire somebody, even though I'm outsourcing a dispatcher at that point in time, their focus is on me, that their focus is on making sure that my trucks have priority. So I had to find somebody specific. And in doing so, we found somebody. Okay, there's a cost to that. Now, they keep the trucks busy. 
and it allows me to not have to focus on that part of it. But there are things that I do have to focus on. Paperwork, growing the company, growing my fleet, making sure our insurance is in order. As we grew, we got the second truck. When we got the second truck, the dispatching was handled, but I picked up a few other things. Payroll, there's costs to payroll, both in the tax side and in having a payroll service. Compliance, making sure that your files are in order with the FMCSA, with the DOT, with the insurance company, and having those things in line and making sure that they're right. And then you have quarterly filings. You have to make sure that your drivers are filling out their gallons and their expenses so that when, if it comes along, you know what was spent and what jurisdiction so that you can properly make those filings. Monitoring the cash flow. You know, there are bills that you have to have. You got an ELD, you got, um, you know, your, your pre-pass or your easy pass for your tolls and your, your, your way station by, bypasses, phones, computers. You know, the day-to-day bills that now will have to happen. And if you want to continue growing, which we did because I was building my cash flow. And so as I'm looking for that third truck, what do I have to do? I have to spend money recruiting. Now, if I'm going to spend money recruiting and you get somebody who's interested in you, what do they like to do first? They like to go to your website. So now you have to have a website. But if you're a small motor carrier, how do you attract drivers to you versus them going to Schneider or, you know, JB Hunt or any of the other carriers. How do you get them to you? Well, that can be done by multiple ways, but branding, your logo, the look and design of your website, the look and design of your advertising. And then of course you got to pay them. You have to find a way that makes sense for them over their options. Now, as we got the third truck, Now I realized, okay, I'm running my business. I'm waking up in the morning. I am knowing exactly where all of my drivers are, who's on the road, who's off the road. Were there any problems? Are they going to be on time for their delivery? Do I need to call ahead to the facility to try to arrange something? You know, do I have to call the brokers and and try to work something out if they are running behind? If they're early, can I call ahead to the facility and see if I can get them in early, especially if there's an appointment time? When there is a problem, they're calling you. I mean, it could be 11 o'clock at night and you could be sleeping and you're going to get a phone call and says, hey, I'm on the side of the road. What do I do? Now, company drivers don't think the same way as an owner operator or somebody with their own authority. So you have to get on and you have to find a roadside assistance. You have to be available to pay for the roadside assistance. If the truck isn't available, what are you going to do? You're going to have to get your your driver a hotel or something. So you're kind of always on call. And for me, I don't want to be on call. So I didn't really want to run that part of it. I mean, if there's a problem with paperwork, I got to go make sure the driver fills it out or gets it right or get another copy or scan a better image because I need to get paid. So If I'm not doing it, a.k.a. if you're not doing it for your business, you're not going to get paid. Nobody's going to do it for you. So we have to do things ourselves. Now, as we got that third and the fourth truck, I realized that, you know, this paperwork, the monitoring, answering phones, trying to recruit, making sure that 
the ELDs and the websites and the easy pass and the tolls and everything that we're doing, we're trying to monitor what day of the week are these bills coming out? How much cash flow do we have to have on this particular day? And I have a system that was very organized, but it took a lot of time for me to build. I mean, I built it from scratch, you know, using Excel spreadsheets because I, you know, tried to save. I don't, I didn't want to at that point in time, spend money on software. I didn't think I needed it at that point in time. The next person that I decided that I needed to hire because my day was basically me being an assistant all day. And if you're spending your day or multiple hours of your day doing assistant type work, guess what? You're an assistant. You just happen to be a self-employed assistant. Now, as an owner, my skills are not in running the paperwork of the company. My skills are in growing the company and building things and creating networks and opening up doors and avenues that put us into a different position down the road. Recruiting, being able to talk to drivers and manage the drivers individually so that you can retain them so that they're happy, but not in the paperwork. Of course, you have quarterly filings and all of the the random drug testing and audits and, you know, especially your first year, you got your first year audit. And so there's things that pop up. So I said, we need an assistant. When you hire an assistant, now some of them you can use your wife and some of you can use, you know, somebody, but to run your business the best, you got to get somebody who knows what they're doing. I mean, it's like having a football team and you need a center and you take a defensive end and says, come on over and play center for me. Hire an assistant that is an assistant, and I promise you, your life will be easier. Because if you hire somebody that isn't an assistant, you have to train them. And to be honest, I don't want to train them. I want you to just come in and do your job. But there's a cost to that. Cost to an assistant, it can go up, but let's just say entry level, right? You're going to spend $2,500 a month or $3,000 a month. I mean, not many people are going to work for you for less than, than, than $36,000 a year. They can go get that anywhere. So you're going to pay for it. Now, when that happens, whether it's truck four, whether it's truck five, at some point, you're going to need an office. Where are they going to work? They can work from home. Okay. What about your garaging location for insurance? Use the same home address. Okay. What about a yard for them to park their vehicles? They keep them at their house. Okay. You can do that for so long. At some point, you need a presence. Are you going to hire drivers and do interviews with staff and you're going to bring them over to your house for meetings. So there are expenses to these things. All of that energy and the time that it takes. Now, it might not be every minute, every hour of every day at that level, but it's every time of day. And three o'clock cutoff, getting things in to get to the factoring agency so that you can get paid on it the next day because you know you got bills coming out. And at 2.45, they send an email back and says, hey, this paperwork is not accepted. The The copy is, is too blurry. Now you either have a decision, I'm not going to do anything. I'll take care of it tomorrow, but then I don't get paid tomorrow and I have a bill tomorrow, so I need to get paid. So now I have to get a hold of the driver. I got to make sure that they answer. I have to make sure that they have their paperwork so that they can scan a better image, which means maybe they have to pull over. And some of these drivers, yeah, we'll pull over, you know, half an hour later they do, but you need them to do it right now because there's urgency in it right now. So there's a lot to do when you run your company, especially 
in the beginning stages if you're going to grow. My suggestion is this. You want to be the business owner or the investor. You don't want to be the manager. You want to be able to work on your business and not in your business. So we're going to talk a little bit now about that difference. When you work on your business, you get to sit back from a strategy standpoint, kind of like a puppet master and pull the strings. You get to be the head coach for, per se, right? You, you, you can be in the skybox looking down on the field, calling things down to the coaches on the field or your managers and making sure that things are running the way that you want. And when there is a problem, they're calling somebody else, not you. You might take some of the most difficult challenges that require your attention, but the day-to-day -day stuff is being handled so that you can work on your business, figure out how to grow. How do I find the money in order to keep growing? Getting involved with certain networks so that you can have investors and partners and things along the lines, maybe a partner in the company, maybe a partner in an individual unit that they help you acquire. There's many ways of doing that. But when you work in your business, you're eaten and taken up by the day-to-day. -day. There's so much stuff that happens. And sure, you can run it. You can run it for a period of time. But at some point, it's going to overburden you when that's when the help comes in. So I'm going to ask you a question right now. Where are you at? Do you have one truck? You have two or three trucks? Do you have five to eight trucks, five to 10 trucks? Where are you at? And calculate your internal costs that are not related to the truck. Because again, as you grow, it's easy to say, okay, my cost of my truck is my insurance, my fuel, my trailer, you know, I don't know, food, certain filings, if you want to throw that in there. But outside of that, what are your internal costs? If you don't drive, your salary is a cost. Your dispatch is a cost. If you have an office or a phone system or a website, all of those things are costs. You will start to see, if you want to grow, you will see how your expenses rise. And that basically will tell you how fast you need to grow your business in order to continue the cash flow to support the infrastructure, but also put the money in your pocket. And if you don't have any internal costs today to calculate, what is your vision for your future? And what will it cost you to manage that vision? Calculate that, put it on paper. One of the benefits of being able to grow, what stops a lot of people from growing is the financial part of it. Now, there are our tips and tricks that we can coach you through to help you as far as how to save up and store so that you have the cash flow, at least for the down payment of a vehicle. But what is your ability to bring in partners? Do you have a network of people that you can go to to bring in a partner? Do you not have a network? What about investors? Maybe they don't help you as a partner in the day-to-day. -day. Maybe they're just providing you funds. Do you know how to talk to those people? Do you know how to position the offer? If you don't, that's what I'm talking about, about being able to have the mindset of an owner and develop the skills of an owner. Because as a driver, you're probably not going to have the skills to talk to somebody and get an investment from them or to structure that investment. But if you develop the skill sets needed to be an owner, you will develop those skills. 
you will have the time to network with others. You will have the time to have meetings and be able to do face-to-face or Zoom or phone calls with people to help them grow your business and be able to present them an offer. But if you're driving, you will not have that time. So here's a different perspective. You can view your business as a business, like I did, hiring dispatchers that are specifically focused on you so that you know you are the center. That way I know that all of my trucks are okay. You can hire an assistant. You can get an office. You can create a brand to help you recruit. And you can create these internal expenses. Now, when we had five trucks, our internal expenses were about $25,000 a month, including salaries and office expenses, not related to the trucks. Or you have this perspective. You be the business owner. You be the investor of your business. You own it. But every business that I help consult with, the entire focal point is how to generate a revenue stream without the owner being present. Because right now, if you're a one truck owner, if you stop working or if you don't feel like working today, how much money do you make? Zero, right? If you have two trucks and you're operating one of them, if you don't want to work, you just had a 50% reduction in your revenue. So it's more of a paid hobby. Owner operators, whether you're leased on or whether you have your own authority, if you have one truck, or if you're operating your truck, if you have two or three, but you're still operating yours, you have a paid hobby. Now, those other two trucks, truck two and truck three, those are investments. Those are good. But you're wasting yours. In order to become the business owner or the investor, you have to be able to have a revenue stream that operates without you. Now, if you like driving because you like to drive, then by all means, drive. And that is okay because I'm about to get to some solutions for you as well. But if you're not, look at it like this. Build your revenue, build your cash flow. Each unit that you purchase or each truck that you bring on to your organization when you have your own operating authority is cash flow. And we can help you calculate that cash flow based on how you want to pay those people. And you can do that yourself. Break down those expenses and include in the expenses the monthly cost of your driver. And you will be able to have a range of what your ownership net income will be. They are good investments. The question is, do you want to go out there and hire your own staff to run the day-to-day of your company? Or would you rather outsource it? So here's the difference. If you hired your own staff, the first person that you will start with is a dispatch service. So let's just use $25,000 a month of gross revenue. Okay. Your dispatcher charges, you know, 10%. You're paying $2,500 a month. If you gross $30,000, you're spending $3,000 a month. If they're at 8%, you're spending $2,500. You're going to be around $2,000 to $3,000 a month with one unit with a dispatcher. That's how they make money. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just how they do it. You're going to get an assistant. There's another three grand. You're going to have an office. Maybe that's 1200 bucks. There are things that you're going to do. Or you can outsource it to an authority management company and they will manage the day-to-day of your business. They will take all of the phone calls for the drivers. You will have 
a specific fleet manager that will manage the day-to-day. They'll have dispatching, all the invoicing, all the billing. Everything's taken care of. So if you're an owner-operator and you are leased on to somebody, stop paying a percentage because you're already paying the fees to outsource. Think about it. If you're an 80-20 split and you're grossing 30000 a month, you are paying 6000 a month to be where you are. If you're grossing $25,000 a month, you are paying $5,000 a month to be where you are. Go get your authority and we can help you. We can do it turnkey. You don't have to do anything at all other than just pay. We'll take care of it all. Once you have your operating authority, there is an option for you to have the day-to-day of your business run so that you don't have to do anything. You will have the choice of driving or hiring a driver and don't drive. That's your choice. Now, if you already have your operating authority and you got one truck or two trucks, now is the exact same moment in time that I was in when I was you years ago. And I said, I don't want to run the day-to-day of this. Let the outsourced authority management run your business the day-to-day. You sit back and be the puppet master. Pull the strings. Run your business. Be the business owner. It will run without you. Now, again, if you enjoy driving, then by all means, go for it. But guess what? You will not have to worry about finding loads and dealing with paperwork and quarterly filings and motor vehicle records and the drug consortiums and all of the things that come with it because the authority management will take care of it. If you got 10 trucks, the same thing. Calculate your internal cost right now. How much staff do you have? What are you spending internally to run your 10 trucks? And what if there was an offer presented to you where they would run everything and you would have an instantaneous infrastructure, all of the people that you need to run your business right now today? The question is not what does the outsourcing cost? The question is how much are you going to save? Because making one simple move from this side to this side could potentially put thousands of dollars back in your pocket and profit because you're saving it. So think about this as a perspective. You are not a driver. If you're a driver, go be a company driver. But you, if you're listening to this, probably took the risk to buy a truck, to get a trailer, to be an owner operator, to get your own operating authority, to do something with it, not just be a paid hobby. And if that is where you find yourself today, that is okay. Let's change it. It doesn't have to be that way forever. So here is what I'm going to say. There is a difference between operating your business as a driver, running the day-to-day part of the business as an investor, and owning the business, letting the business run itself. Where do you fall now? Where do you want to be? How do you see the future of your business? And what are those costs? And then understand you have options. You can go hire staff on your own, pay them whatever you want to run your business, or you can simply outsource it for the price of an administrative assistant, by the way of which is tax deductible. For more information on that, you can email businessmanagement at 131trucking.com. We would love to talk to you about that. But here's what I'd like to do today for the first 15 people that like and subscribe. If you're already subscribed, all you got to do is like. If you're not either, like and subscribe. Email into businessmanagement at 131trucking.com. Put in the memo of the email, Business of Trucking Podcast, Episode 4. 
you will get a free copy of the business strategy trucking book to help you learn how to grow a seven-figure trucking company on your own to help you learn the mindset of becoming an owner. You'll get a copy for free. I will also extend to you for the first 15 people $500 a month off of the CEO experience. You must own your own authority and you have to have the idea that you want to grow your business. And if that's you, we're ready for you. Don't wait. The door's open. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope that you learned a lot and that you feel motivated to start implementing everything that you've learned here by making those changes in your life. You know I love results, and I know that you're going to have amazing ones. If you like what you're hearing and you want to leave a review, that would be great. Make sure that you're subscribed so you don't miss out on any of the new shows and connect with me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. I would love to hear your biggest takeaways. And always remember, if you change your thinking, you'll change your reality.